Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Solo Cleaning School podcast. This episode, How to Do a COVID Clean, is a journey into my own personal business again, and I really believe this will be one of the paramount episodes in basic instruction and teaching you some vital things you may want to start learning as you take on 2021. So right off the bat, let me make this statement. There is not one way to properly do a COVID-19 clean and disinfect, but there is a science that governs us to follow protocols and procedures to ensure best results. There are so many companies out there doing COVID disinfection these days. Unfortunately, it's hard to tell which are tried and true companies with years of disinfection experience and training and certification from the ones that saw an opportunity in 2020 and shortcutted the system to make some extra money in their company. How do you know? You can't tell by looking at the website because any shortcutted company wanting to make some money can hire a great web designer and put up a great COVID protocol sheet. It comes down in their working knowledge of cleaning science. So here is how we want to proceed with this episode. I want to first give my good friend Mark Linebury of Universal Janitorial Services a huge shout out because he is an expert with years of experience, certifications, and the whole nine yards. His company is based out of Washington, D.C., and he has written and given me permission to share some incredible articles he has written. I've linked those articles in the show notes. I can't read them to you on the podcast, but I do want you to take the time and do the research. If you're listening to this podcast and you're serious about growing your solo cleaning business or any cleaning company in 2021 and beyond, don't ignore this. Read these articles and the references that I tell you about in this episode. The first article that Mark Limebury wrote is called COVID and Reopening Your Facilities Guide. Excellent article. Goes through the basics of cleaning science and how to properly disinfect. I also recommend another article which is linked inside of this Reopening Your Facilities article. It's called Electrostatic Disinfection Services. It'll teach you how to properly do this type of delivery system. Mark shows you the machine he uses, the protocols. He even goes into the science and the molecular level showing you why electrostatic disinfection works. It is an amazing article. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Again, they're linked in the show notes for this podcast. I really recommend that you do this. I can't say it enough. You need to learn this cleaning science so that you can become a great value and a servant to your community because they need you. The families in your area, the businesses in your area, they're looking for companies they can trust, small and large, that do this properly. And there's not a lot of them. There really isn't. You have to really search. And this is something that's become very important to me in 2020, where as you know, if you followed my podcast at all, I put out a talk called The Nine Mistakes in Disinfecting. 
and I shared this talk to various audiences in my locale of Philadelphia. Now, I'm in the suburbs of Philadelphia, so not in the city, but in my area, Montgomery, Bucks County, and surrounding, I have put out this message to my Chamber of Commerce in webinar format a few times, to other local networking groups. I've done YouTube interviews. I've shared it on my podcast, on my blog. I have done it in so many different venues that people have come to know and respect me as a local Philly area disinfection expert. That's a really good thing to be known for, especially during this time. So I also want to encourage you to go check out my nine mistakes in disinfection. If you don't want to read my free mini course with videos on how to properly disinfect, which is on my carfagnocleaning.com website. If you don't want to read the shorter version of my blogs, if you just want to listen to the 15-minute podcast version, go for it. That is also linked in the show notes for this episode of the podcast. Now, I don't use a delivery system like fogging or UV or electrostatic spraying. I don't have that equipment. It requires the expertise, the training, the certification. It's more dangerous but it is more thorough for sure. It is disinfecting 100% of surfaces because you can hold the machine and blast areas. You can vaporize, ionize in the air. You can kill stuff in the air on the surfaces. So there's some crazy machines out there that do some incredible stuff. But again, you have to know how to use it, which delivery system for which application, which disinfectant for which pathogen, There's a lot of variables, and that's why you should check out my friend Mark's articles. I'm not saying you take on this extra service in your business, but I think it's vital that you know it. And it's also vital that if you're not going to do this 100% machine delivery system style disinfection, then do what I do. Have a company locally that you can refer that does do what Mark Limebury and Universal Janitorial Services does. For me, it's Jackie Silveri of Eastern Diversified Services here in the Harleysville, Pennsylvania area. So I refer her for those type of jobs. And she refers me for the disinfection services that I do, which is called high touch point disinfecting. The philosophy is simple. 80% of the pathogens lie on 20% of the surfaces. This is the 80-20 rule in full effect. I don't need to kill 100% of the pathogens with a complicated delivery system. I kill 80% by hyper-focusing on the surfaces where pathogens are most likely to settle. Now let's take this practical. A few weeks ago, I got an email from a weekly office client that one of their employees tested positive for COVID-19. They suspected it on Monday, and everyone left the office to work from home. The positive test came, as they suspected, two days later on Wednesday to confirm that there was a positive COVID-19 virus inside the office. The office remained closed until the following Monday, and the office manager contacted me early in the week asking me, If I could do it, when I can do it, how I would do it, and how much it would cost. Now, we had done this once prior, so she wasn't surprised with my answer. I told her that we could substitute the regular weekly cleaning for a disinfection service. So I did not vacuum. I did not dust. I did not clean the bathrooms or kitchen as usual. Instead, I focused on high touch point disinfecting. 
I want to share with you my process. And again, there are other ways to do this, but since this is my podcast, I will share my process. So here's the steps I took. Number one, I found out from the office manager which employee desk was affected. In other words, which employee was it? I know the office well. And I found out that it was an employee that has her own office. It wasn't one of the cubicles. So I knew exactly which office it was. Once I determined which office, I asked, well, where did she go during that workday? So the office manager contacted the business owner who had more interaction with this person and got back to me and said, oh, so she was in her office and she also spent some time in the owner's office. Other than that, she just used the basics like the copy machines, the microwave, the coffee pot, one of the restrooms, and the break room. Obviously, she touched a couple doorknobs too. So here's what I figured out. I determined that there were two offices, a back storage room, copy machine buttons, restrooms, all of these areas were compromised. I added the other high touch points like light switches, doorknobs, common countertops, break areas, file cabinet handles, coffee pot handles. I mean, I've already mentioned full break rooms and full restrooms. This gave me a map of where to disinfect. I already knew what to disinfect. It's coronavirus. And the EPA has a list of registered disinfectants, which I have linked in the show notes. I already have one of these chemicals in my cleaning tote. So I've identified the where to disinfect and the what to disinfect, coronavirus. And I know how to kill it because I've got the right disinfectant that's been registered and approved and follows my nine mistakes in disinfecting system perfectly. My next step, number three, was to assess when to disinfect. My friend Mark Limebury in his above-referenced article recommends a seven-day period to allow the pathogens to die off from surfaces. Now, there are reports that differ. I have seen five days Six, seven, I think seven is a very, very safe and conservative number, so I do respect Mark's opinion here, and I think seven is a very solid number to go for. I did not have seven days. They cleared the office out on Monday, and I worked out to clean on Saturday night, which is five and a half days. I have gone by the five-day mark, and so five and a half is even more than that. So I felt totally safe to go in. So the when five and a half days in this situation. Best case, seven days if you can. Step four, the final step was to do the work that I had already planned. I wore proper PPE, which was my latex gloves, my mask, disinfected all of my gear before coming in and after I left the office. Obviously, I threw my PPP out when I was done. You don't want to keep that. Anything that could touch the virus, you want to disinfect it. While I was in the office, I made sure not to touch my mask. <laughs> Duh. Now you're disinfecting live coronavirus potentially, and then you go and touch the mask, and then now you have it on your mask and potentially gets in your face, and now you're infected. Yay. Don't do that. The how was the easy part. As I've already mentioned, I followed my nine mistakes guide to disinfect properly and killed the potentially infected high-touch surfaces throughout the office. Now, what did this look like? I can give you a few examples. In the employee's office, I disinfected everything. I moved things from her desktop 
disinfected the parts on the desk, little staplers and calculators, the keyboard, the screen, the desktop, the keyboard tray. What did I use? I had my own disinfectant spray, but I also had some alcohol wipes because I did not want to spray inside of a keyboard and allow liquid to get inside of a mouse or electronics. So the 70% alcohol wipes are very effective because they dry fast. You can hold the keyboard upside down, hit the tops of the keys. Now, am I disinfecting in between the keys? No. Electrostatic sprayer can do that kind of a thing. But again, I do high touch point. I went through the desk. I went through the area where the knickknacks were on some of the shelves above the desk. I did the area where the printer was and some other shelves. I did the entire desk chair. I did everything as much as I possibly could because she was in that office touching a lot of things. So in this particular office, high touch point is a lot of the office. I also went into the owner's office and did the same thing as she probably spent some time and touched various things in that office. She also spent some time in the storage room. So three rooms, I would say I disinfected 80% of the room and I probably killed more than 80% of the virus. That's definitely a high touch point. Throughout the rest of the office, I did a very good disinfection on the bathrooms and the break areas, especially handles, faucets, doorknobs, light switches. That was vital. And I made sure I had proper dwell time following the nine mistakes. You don't want to have the right product and not leave it on long enough. You want to properly disinfect, not just sanitize. Again, refer to the nine mistakes in disinfection. Throughout the rest of the office, doorknobs, light switches, common countertops, the copy machine. Again, the alcohol wipes came in handy here as I did not want to spray stuff inside of electronics. So between the two disinfectants I used, I covered the entire office. Oh, the mailroom was another area where she might have been. And who knows? You've got the contact tracing. So this person touches this person, sneezes here. So covering the main areas and the high touch points was my strategy. Is it possible that I didn't kill all the virus in the entire office? Of course. I mostly did 20% of the surfaces to kill 80% of the virus. And in some of the offices where there was more likely to be more pathogen, I did more disinfecting. Is it perfect? Does it do everything? No. But not even electrostatic truly does 100%. Plus, I have the benefit of the half-life of the virus. Again, I mentioned I was there at the five and a half day mark. Seven days for sure, you're looking at the virus being dead anyway. And so there's no active virus after seven days. Yeah, there's some weird scenarios with like 28 days on a cruise ship. But seven days, as Mark and I do agree, is enough. And in this case, five and a half days, I believe five days is enough. Seven is even better, like I said before. So here I'm disinfecting in five and a half days and using my 20% strategy for disinfecting. That is going to do enough to keep my client safe with all of their employees, especially knowing that they're not even coming back into the office, by the way, until Monday, which would be a full seven days. So they're just taking the precautions. Technically, they could have just left the office Monday, come back the following week, and probably been okay because the virus would die off on its own. But hiring that cleaner to come in in between really is a peace of mind, knowing that it was done properly. And so you want to hire a great company that knows what they're doing. And I'm just very thankful that they trust me with this very important job. 
The client was relieved and thankful. I was thankful that they considered me. And it gives me another thing that I can do to serve this customer, build trust for a long-term relationship, which is already over two and a half years. This is super cool. And it really feels good. It just feels good to know that I can have a part in keeping a work environment safe for 20, 30, 40 people and all of those families that those people will end up touching in our community. So go out and learn your cleaning science, learn how to disinfect properly, and go use it and become an expert or at least have a working knowledge enough that you can do basics in people's homes and offices to help when they need help. And with that, I hope you learned a great deal of strategy and I hope you do the research that I've recommended. Now go and do it. Go and do it and make your community better. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed. <laughs>